This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWay Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as future camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. Welcome to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. Uh, I'm Rick Prawl, your host, and we are in the studio with Mike Wakefield. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, Rick. Good, Mike. Uh, we have worked through two sessions related to this questions about doubt and assurance. Uh, this week, we're kind of we're staying in that same mode of, of questions about doubt. This question, you know, where is God is our title this week, and the question, does God really care when I'm hurting? Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about doubt, I think this is an area where a lot of folks, you know, struggle. A lot of students struggle. We were talking before we, you know, hit record this time of, you know, some friends and, and different people that we know, uh, students that are struggling with hurt. You know, this whole question, where is God when my mom's got cancer mm-hmm. um, or my dad's got laid off? You know, where is God? And and that is a question of doubt. You know, I doubt God's even here, you know, because if he was here, why am I going through all this stuff? Yeah, exactly. Um, and we're going to look at Psalm 34 and Psalm 147 this week, leaders, to get into this. Again, we're building on our, our previous two questions, what causes me to doubt and how can I know I'm a Christian? And there are some, some things in those life principles that will help with this. Certainly that first session, you know, laid the foundation of where a lot of this doubt comes from. This one gets into real specifics about, you know, very personal. And as we look at these psalms, the psalmists were very personal in expressing their their feelings, their frustrations, their hurts to God. And, and Mike, I think that is a good thing to point out to students again that these guys are real yeah. and they're just sharing real emotions. And God is big enough to handle, you know, our questions when we come to him and say, man, you know, this hurts, you know, what's going on? So, And that's going to be a part of life, Rick. Yeah. That's the thing is that, you know, God promises salvation if we accept Christ and follow him, but we know life is hard. We live in a fallen world, and things are going to happen. Uh, I mean, it doesn't take long to just pick up the newspaper and see that, you know, tragedies and hurts and problems, and they're not just confined to unbelievers. They happen to believers, just like we were talking about, like you said, before we came on the air, just, you know, things happen. Uh, doctors' reports are not what we want, and things. It's just, man, it's hard, and it's and and not just for students. It's hard for us as adults and the things that we face. Right. You know. So. Exactly. Well, this first life principle. Uh, these first three come from Psalm thirty-four. Uh, so leaders dig into that, uh, Mike. This first life principle. You know, does God really care when I'm hurting? The life principle is God knows when you're hurting. Uh, Psalm 34, 15, and 16. Uh, what do you see there in those verses? Well, I think uh, just that first first phrase, first line in Psalm 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And, and, and you and I, we both have prayed for each other in different things and prayed for others. And part of that prayer is, is that, you know, just realizing that God was not caught off guard by what took place. Uh, we may have been caught off guard. It may be a shock to us, but... God's not like, wow, that happened. I mean, he knows. I mean, right. he is aware. And to me as a believer, there's comfort to know that in the sovereignty of God that whatever thing I'm going through, that God was already there and that he already knew that was taking place and that he already uh, knew what was going to be the end of that. I, and I just I, I just hold fast to the sovereignty of God in that. Uh, and we've talked before, and, and you and I, both, my, my mom has cancer, and she's still battling that cancer. It's 
you know, that didn't, that came as a shock to our family, but it sure didn't come as a shock to God. And right. to me, there's just comfort to know that he is aware of that. And I think that's that first point just to help students know, you know what, God is not surprised. He knows he, he is aware when you're hurting. Well, and one of the, uh, one of the things I like to share with folks in this situation, especially is, you know, one of the names of God, uh, you know, we've shared before that, you know, I, I carry a little card in my wallet. It's on my phone now too, of different names of God. And one of the names of God that really strikes me at times like this is Elroy, the God who sees, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from the story of Hagar, um, you know, being out there in the wilderness and, and God came to her and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm the God who sees, I see where you're at. So mm-hmm. God knows when we're hurting, you know, and, and the psalmist declared that in this passage. Um, and not only does he know when we're hurting and see us, I mean, he hears your cry in yeah. that second life principle in verse 17. Now, what do you see there? Well, he just says, verse 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears. I think we've all been in those situations, uh, Rick, when we need help, but nobody's listening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, you know, you're talking with someone or you're trying to talk to somebody and nobody's listening and nobody's really paying attention and they don't understand, but... I mean, not only does God know when you're struggling, but he hears your cry. I mean, he is not deaf to what's what you're crying out for. Right. And again, that's just comforting to me that that his ear is turned to me and his heart is turned to me when I'm walking through despair and and and, and hurt. And and I, I especially I think about those teenagers who go to their room who are struggling with things. And they just lay there in bed or they're in the quietness of the room thinking nobody hears me, nobody understands. And I just want to say to them as a leader, and I'll say this to my students that I teach on Sunday, you know, yes, somebody does hear you. You know, maybe us humans are not very good at listening to you, but God does hear what's going on in your life. Well, and that that really is, I think, the point in in this session is – Man, God, God sees, He hears, He's right there, He's He's with you. Um, you're not alone, um, and that's hard for us because we don't see God with a physical body sitting there right mm-hmm. next to us. Um, it'd make a whole lot, a whole lot of things a whole lot easier if God was actually just sitting right there, and we could feel His physical presence. Um, you know, spiritually, we know He's there, right. and we know He's always around, and. You know, I think that's a lot of what the psalmist was dealing with. It's like, man, God, I, I really would like you to be right here so I can mm-hmm. hold you. Because that gets into that third life principle is that God comforts you. When we think about comfort, you know, we think about a lot about, you know, putting our arm around somebody and, and giving them a hug. And so students are going to say, well, how does God comfort us? What do you see there in verse 18 of Psalm 34? Well, it's just a promise in verse 18. The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in spirit. I just... Everybody probably listening to this podcast, uh, you know, as leaders, knows what it is to be brokenhearted. Yeah. We know what it is to have a broken heart. And that says the Lord is near. And I can, you know, and, and this is going to be one of those things, Rick, just it's very hard to, to understand and explain because it's the peace of God. Right. How do you explain that? Well, and even Paul talks about that peace that just is beyond comprehension. You know, we just can't comprehend the peace of God. But you only know that if you're a believer and you're a follower of Christ and you have just known that peace that, even in the midst of the biggest storm, there is just an overwhelming sense of God's presence and God's peace with you. I, you know, I can't explain it. I just can rely on the promise that he will be there, right. uh, you know, to, uh, to bring peace to your life. Well, and that's one of those things, again, it kind of goes back to what we talked about in that last session that, you know, how can I, how can I know I'm a Christian? You'll experience God's presence with you. And when we experience God's presence, we're going to be able to experience these things that the psalmist is is talking about and God's comfort with us, you know, 
it, just in our church in this last year, we've had several ladies that have gone through breast cancer, and and in the midst of that, uh, several of them just talked about, you know, man, I just I have a peace about all this. I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I have a I have a peace, I have a comfort from God that this is going to work out. In the midst of you know a time when they're really hurting, still that peace it doesn't take away the hurt. Yeah. Um, God is still there in the midst of that hurt. Um, and you know he's near the brokenhearted. I love that that phrase that he's right there near with us. But then we get into our our fourth life principle. Not only is he near the brokenhearted, Psalm one hundred and forty seven verses two and three talks about that God heals your brokenness. Uh, what do you see there? Well, I think that's uh, we need to know that God. It's not like he just puts his arm around us and pats us on the back and says, "Hey, I hope things get better yeah. for you." You know, uh, but that. In this passage of scripture, verse three says he heals the broken heart and binds up their wounds. I mean, mm. he is active to bring healing to your life. Once again, how that healing takes place, I don't know. I can't explain that for it. And it's going to be different in different situations. And we have to be careful here that we don't say to students that, you know what, if you know, if your mom has cancer that, you know, this is a promise that she's going to be physically healed, that we we can't promise that, right. you know. Because God doesn't promise physical healing for everyone. Now, that may happen, and we can pray for that to happen and, and ask God for that. And, and perhaps that will happen. I'd love that for it to happen to my mom, you know. Right. But that may not be what the healing that he brings. It may just be the uh, a healing of my spirit and, and, and belief and faith. Or it may be that healing... Uh, in her case, or in, you know that uh, that ultimate healing that you know she may go on to be with the Lord and be ultimately healed, but that God is. I think the point is that God is active. He He doesn't just pat you on the back and send you on your way. That He's going to walk with you through this, and He is going to bring healing to your heart. Again, that may take a while. You know, healing. I mean, we've all you know broken bones or whatever. When we have a a physical ailment, if you if you break a bone, you know it's you don't wake up the next day and go, Oh, it's healed. You know, there's a process about it and it's painful. You know, it's still painful for a while, you know, but eventually that does heal. And, and I think that that's, we need to realize that too and help students realize that if a student comes and and they're dealing with something in their lives to say, you know what, God is, he is active in there. He's present with you and he's going to bring healing. You know, it may take a while and I'm going to walk with you through this. And and we need to, we need to remember as leaders that sometimes we are the very presence of Christ for those students that we're working with that, that when we put our arms around them and we're walking with them, that to, to that student, you know, we're not Jesus, but we are the presence of Christ. We reflect the presence of Christ. In right. them. So I think we need to remember that as, as leaders, that we can be a part of that healing also. Sure. And leaders, this would be a great time. The very last uh, question in your leader guide, the teaching plan for this week, um, is to ask your class, how can we as a class best pray for you this week? Uh, leave some time mm-hmm. to be able to do that this week. Um, you know, I know a lot of times in our classes we get busy, and uh, I'm terrible about it in the class that I teach um, You know, with students that I'll just get to go on and, and I have full intentions at the beginning class to leave time for prayer and we get to the end because we've had this great discussion and I've got all these great things I want to share and communicate and get to the end and we've got a minute left. It's like, okay, let's close in prayer and let's talk about prayer requests, but we don't have any time to really talk about prayer requests. So uh, save some time this week to be able to do that. Uh, This is a great session to be able to do that with your students. (music) 
Well, leaders, again, as we wrap this session up, our question this week, does God really care when I'm hurting? And we looked at four life principles. God knows when you're hurting. God hears your cry. God comforts you, and God heals your brokenness. And the point this week is that God is present in your pain. So uh, struggle with that with your students and walk through that with them. Uh, Join us again next week. We'll wrap up this entire unit of study with a question, how can I know I won't lose my salvation? So join us again next week. 